This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello, welcome back everyone to Swan's Cast. We're back with a podcast this week to discuss... What's gone on in the last week, uh, being a Swansea City fan and perhaps touch on some other championship stuff. Um, joined again by Lee, so thanks for coming once again. Hello, hello, hello. Um, been a little bit of a, I say roller coaster, a lot talking about the Swans and the Russell Martin, but it was a little bit of a roller coaster, especially one game in particular. So we'll talk about that. But before we get into it, how's your week been? Yeah, not bad. It's been, uh, it's been quiet. Um, I like it when we have a midweek game. I, I realise how much I missed that. It was good just to break up the week. It's really nice. It feels like you've done something in the week then. And then I missed being under the lights on a Tuesday night. There was something about it. And then it started so well. Um, but no, yeah, I definitely, right. missed, definitely missed the midweek game. It was all right. Um, okay, so before we get into the swans then as always we really appreciate all of your support so would massively love for the 30 odd percent of you that aren't currently subscribed click the big red subscribe button on the bottom right of your screen i think it is um really helps us as on the podcast to keep going and creating the content and it also helps you to see our new stuff when it does get put out so be put onto your feed and you can also click the bell icon if you want to get notifications when we do do a new upload obviously we've got the podcast going at the moment we've also started a new series of like pre-match um videos that i catch up with someone from the opposition team who gives us a bit of information about their team from their perspective. So it gives us a bit more insight than us trying to maybe do some research into how they're playing. We earn it directly for someone who knows all about the club. So check that out. Um, and we've got some other stuff, hopefully, that we're going to try and bring into the podcast to make it a little bit more interactive and interesting going forward. So stay tuned for that. But we'll get started. And if you can share in your comments what your uh, three words will be, but... Lee, have you got your three words for the past week, which consists of two games? 
the 1-0 victory away at Blackpool and the 2-all draw at home to Millwall. I do have my three words. It changed a little bit from last week. But we've got better expectation and frustration. Okay. And uh, do you want to Yeah, do you want elaborate? me to go? So, yeah. Uh, I, put, I put better because obviously it's a lot, lot better. I think both performances, Blackpool and Millwall, <clears throat> 100 times better. Surprised he went. It sort of seemed like he went with a back four away at Blackpool. Yeah, I think oh, it, was it, was, it was. It was weird because it was like a, seemed like a back four, but the wingers were kind of tucked in a bit. So it was, yeah, it was a bit of a weird formation, but uh, it seemed to work. I mean, they played so much better. I didn't think we created like thousands of great chances. We had a couple of decent chances, and I a thought Blackpool, yeah, Blackpool, yeah, we won Blackpool. Fifteen first. shots, five on target altogether. Yeah, we. I didn't think we didn't think we created, you know. One big chance, apparently, so I think that's where we scored, and we hit the post once as well. Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, it was 100 times better. Um, I lost my train of thought now. But yeah, I think think in the end, I I think probably a draw. I forgot what you said for your words, to be honest. (laughs) Better was the first one, so we went with better first. So I think um, we were probably lucky to get a win, I think. I'm, I'm absolutely chuffed it came last minute, but they had obviously the penalty, which was never a penalty. And then they had a they had a lovely chance just before that. I think Bowler was sort of like one on one with the keeper. The and if he squares it, it's one nil to Blackpool. And then I think like from one of the resulting corners, then we get the break. And Oberfemi does class to be fair and charm to get up with him. Yeah. So I think we turned a nil nil into a one nil win there. Um and the performance was much better. They did have only ten shots and four on target, so we we did we did create more than them. Yeah, I just I think I think we couldn't have complained with a draw, I think, with a nil-nil, apart from the Although chance that we they had. they apparently missed two big chances, so you could argue maybe they had created better but fewer chances. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll take, I think we tend to play better away anyway. I think we tend to play better away from home in general. I think well at home when COVID was a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No pressure without from the, the fans. Uh, without the pressure, which is, uh, which is dialing up a bit, I think. And then yeah. I don't know if you want to go on to the to the Millwall games. Uh, expectation. And what what I mean by that is I think like when I think, including myself, I think a lot of Swans fans are like expecting a lot more from the start of the season, just because like we saw glimpses of how well we can play last season, and it was only glimpses. Yeah. Um, and then he said about having a preseason and everything, and I just think everyone thought that we were going to have this massive jump, that we were going to be brilliant. Well, it was just, oh, were saying. Yeah, I think everyone just thought all all the problems we had last year were just going to go away. We were going to hit the ground running. We were going to be amazing this season. And that's deep down, I think we all thought that was going to happen. So when we've had a bit of a, a rocky start, and I think the Blackburn game is still, I still got a bit of PTSD from that Blackburn game. It was awful. I think just when that hit, I think we realised that we're just not, not where we where we expected to be. So I think rather than me getting like angrier now, which I was at the start and I was not saying to get rid of Russell Martin, but I was questioning him a lot. I just think we need to manage expectation. I think we are quite far off from at the moment. We're quite far off from being like promotion contenders. And I think we need to accept that. I think there's going to be so many games this year again that are going to be awful. And there's going to be times where we play really well. Um, And I've kind of settled into that now. 
Whereas before, I was kind of like, oh, where, where, where's this progress? Come on, you said you wanted yeah. this. You said you were going to do this. Progress and I was just waiting. finished 15th last year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think we just need to manage expectation. I think I think Martin can be the right man to take us forward. I'm still on the fence a little bit, but I think he can be the right man to take us forward. But it's going to take more than a season like he had last year. I think it's going to take at least two years. Yeah, I'd never necessarily expected to be like, run you, right, that's it, we're going up. But um, I know in a no. pre-season video as well where we did the table. I mean, we did it for a bit of um, bit of fun to, to, for a start, but we did put Swans in top six because we didn't know who else to put there, kind of. And it was like, ah, oh, I don't know, let's just chuck them in. But really, we wanted to put them as like one of the teams that could get into the playoffs. And I could be down to like 10th, for example. Yeah. And yeah. I think if we're in that bracket, 10th or above, then that is probably right for yeah. the timeline. And then third season, perhaps, is the attack. But um, I'm not sure I fully agree that it's not necessarily possible this season. Um. Because Blackburn was horrendous, but he has like made an impact in the two games since to turn it round. Obviously, time will tell whether that can be consistent and he can keep going in that direction. And yeah, we'll talk about the games and the issues that did come as well. But I did see enough from the Millwall game, especially to, to show that there is potential that it can click this year. And I'm not saying we're 100% nailed on to get playoffs just because of our form necessarily. Or like, sorry, not nailed on a rule, but I'm not saying this because of our form necessarily. I'm just looking at the league, and I don't think anyone's taken it by the scruff of the neck. Like the the teams that have come down, like you've got Watford, you know, they're doing all right still. They're only three points ahead of us. I know they haven't lost, but um, and Sheffield, you'd expect to be up there as well. But then Norwich haven't been amazing since they come down. I, I'm expecting them to pick up. West Brom have had a slow start. Um, they haven't won a game. Was the other one that stuck Burnley as well? You know, they they yeah, haven't looked amazing since they come down. And if you look at like we spoke about how bad the Blackburn game was, they got thumped last night or whenever it was by Reading three <laughs> 0 Like yeah, that's right. No one saw that coming, and that's just showing yeah. how open this league is. And yeah. yeah, okay, we're having a bit of a rocky start, but anything can still happen if we get a little bit of confidence, a little bit of a run going. Just one or two things click. You just don't know what a good run of 10 games could do for your season. Um, oh, yeah. Massive in the championship. If you can get like three wins together, you just yeah. absolutely fly up the table. And as I said before, we, we I always look at when there's a three-game week, um, like how many teams win all three. And I could literally count probably on one hand how many teams won all three games in a week last season. And yeah. I haven't looked at it probably this season, but I doubt that many teams, well, they wouldn't have because they wouldn't have won three games this week. It was the first three-game week this week, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, and I don't think any team won all three. So we had, well, it'll be tomorrow, the full week. The weekend coming now will be the full week. Yeah, yeah, this will be so the full week, yeah. Blackburn, let's have a look, who's won the last two games. There is not a team that's won the last two games. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It just doesn't It just doesn't happen. If you look, there's only Blackburn at the top who've won three games and lost one. Yeah. Four games in already. Well, nobody they were in the same week, record. were they? It was like um cup game in between. No, exactly. But what I mean is like they've won three games and lost one. You're four games in and nobody has a perfect record. It yeah. just doesn't happen. It's two, it just doesn't happen three, in this league. Um four. Oh, rather I'm gonna game in hand. Oh, it's probably sure. against Cov Coventry, is it? Because nobody yeah, can play like on their pitch. Wigan, is it? 
well, I don't know. Wigan got a game in hand as well. Oh, Coventry oh, have missed two games. They're probably both against Coventry. Yeah. And they got Nick has been called off this weekend again against Huddersfield. What's going on up there then? Oh, the, the pitch is unplayable, starts. I think. Yeah, they had the um, the Commonwealth games there, and the Rugby Sevens are on their pitch. But apparently it's unplayable. Like they have, They've had to call the game off. It's a bit of a nightmare, really that is. Yeah, it's quite but bad, me. to be fair. Um, yeah, so there's five teams in the league that are unbeaten, but nobody's won all of their games. No. Five teams out of 24 after four games that haven't lost. Um, and then to put it into perspective, we have only lost once. Which is, you know, there's a lot of other teams in that boat as well. Um, if we had won against Millwall, which it should have been a win, let's not beat around the bush, uh, we'd be currently on seven points in the playoffs, which doesn't matter. I know, I know saying in the playoffs is early days, but I'm just saying that's the difference right now of like people have been on the fence, a bit cautious, a bit like concerned, especially after the Blackburn game. But ultimately, that game against Millwall should have been a win, and we should be in the top six because of that win, instead of Millwall actually. Um, so yeah, look, I, 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 I'm still fine with how things are going, especially like, yeah, it was. Obviously, I'll do my three words review, and you can carry on with yours in a second. Um, caution, especially after the Blackburn game, we discussed that last week, obviously on the podcast. So if you want to see what we had to say. Go back and check that out. Um, he did make changes at Blackpool, so maybe it's a good time to. You said about the back four, it seemed whatever he done, he worked. It worked, and yeah, it was only one nil. But I think a, a scruffy one nil win, like you said, in a way, maybe didn't deserve to be one nil, and a draw would have been more fair. But we got the win. It's kind of perhaps what oh, we needed just to get over the line. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it was more. It was. It was kind of like a more direct approach. I found as well, which which is nice to see. It still obviously is keeping possession and is passing, but it did seem a little bit more intensity and directness to the plan since the Blackpool game. I don't know if you agree yeah, with that. Definitely. Yeah, de- well, de- def- definitely in the Millwall game in the first, well, especially in the first half, so much more direct. They were they they were outstanding in that first half, especially. And you could see, like, there was examples of, like, Kyle Norton having the ball in the middle of the park. And when there's nothing on, normally we're just sort of slowly moving the ball around. But if there was nothing on, he was making a surge forward. And I think yeah. Harry Darling done it a couple of times as well. And it was much more direct. The tempo was much better. Um, and I think it caught Millwall uh, by surprise a bit because we had such yeah. a good start. But do you know what allowed that to happen? Was Joe Allen... Maybe, yeah, he's outstanding. Because he, even though he's only just come into the squad, and I'm not knocking Felton, because I still I do like Felton, but the experience of Joe Allen to understand when one of those two potentially is making that surge and run forward, he was covering their position. Yeah, he made a massive difference being in there. And, and that just like kept things ticking so smoothly. And we often get caught out on the transition, but that could be one of the solutions potentially, which, you know, even like, I know Downs used to do a similar thing. But I yeah. think you can't buy like that experience, which you might not be as um, fit now and as like able to get around the pitch as much all the time for ninety minutes as maybe some of these other ones, the younger guys or Downs. But the fact that he's come in on his first start and had that like link up sort of um, 
he knew, knows what's going on and he knows where to slot in. You know, some players would take like weeks to gel into understanding that and to like work with the other players around him. But uh, that was it was very impressive from him, considering how like he did look quite rusty in his performance when he was he came on at Oxford, um, which is understandable after he's had a duration out. But he's definitely shown he's back up to speed. I think with his performance against uh, Millwall. Oh, he was yeah. I thought he was outstanding. He seemed to he seemed to get better as the game went on. I think when they took him off, he'd had some like brilliant moments. Like just before he got taken he off, scored, he scored, didn't he? Like a will. Yeah. Game. Oh, if he'd scored that goal, he left foot. It was going in the top corner, and it was a great save from the keeper. But if he'd scored that, that would just sort of capped off a brilliant performance. But there was there was a massive tackle that he put in in the middle of the park as well. Just like took man and ball, and it was really aggressive as well. And I was just thinking, I cannot remember the last time somebody put a tackle like that in. Um. Over the, especially over the last like two years, two seasons. Yeah. Well, not two seasons, but last season and this season so far. Oh, it was, it was perfect. Because you, you know what you know you're getting with Millwall. They came with a like an aggression and an intensity. The ref was yeah. slow to get his cards out because there's so many dodgy tackles. Well, like on the, I was listening to on the radio on the way home and the first half, I watched the second half, but the first half, um, they were saying they were kicking us off the park and hence that's oh, yeah. injury, which <laughs> didn't need to happen really. I, I haven't seen that back. I don't think you'll get a replay of it because it was because it was a bad well, injury. He's dislocated but, a shoulder, I think it was confirmed, which is what I thought at the time. Yeah, but when I watched it, I was well, I was at the stadium, and when I saw it live, I just thought, how on earth is that not a foul? I love a bit of like shoulder to shoulder, a bit of aggression, but the ball is nearly off the park, right? The ball is nearly off, going out for a throw in. I can't remember who put the challenge in the last board yet, but he's just run in. From about ten yards, he sprinted straight at him and just ran straight into him and shouldered him out. Like how, how he's made no attempt for the ball. Normally, the ball is there and you get a bit of shoulder to shoulder, but he's just run straight at him and shouldered him flying because he's yeah. obviously running from a, from a distance. Like how is that not even the card? Well, he didn't even give a foul. So did um, they haven't put that in the highlights then? Have they? I haven't. I no, I tried that. to watch it back because I wanted to see. Because normally you'll have a thought when you're in the stadium and you think, "Oh my yeah. god, like that's ridiculous." And you watch it back, and then you like show oh, it no, back it on Swan's TV when I was watching it. So I saw a replay of it when I was watching it, and mm. it was bad. Like I don't know if it's a red card or nothing like that, but it's definitely a foul. And he didn't even yeah. blow for a foul. Did oh he? no, it's not a red, um, but it was a foul. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uncalled for, unnecessary, and it's the way he's landed yeah. on his shoulder that's done the, the damage. And you can see instantly that he was in pain. Um, which, you know, it's a shame. Like, I've seen some people say it could be a blessing in disguise, and maybe it could be if we get a right back in now. But, like, we've said it before, like, you know, he's not a right back, which is why we're saying these things. But he does work hard, and he does try his best to give what he can in that role, and he has been getting better. And Martin's been touching on it in his interviews as well about how much he offers more than just, not just yeah. his play on the pitch, but his professionalism, how well he's training, how, like, up for it he is and how much he's trying to learn this new role and you know yeah. he did get himself in a position to be fair to him we're saying about the attacking part of the game being where he struggles but he got himself in a position where he basically missed an open goal didn't he against uh Millwall he yeah he had a good goals. chance yeah um it was quite funny actually in Martin's interview he said because he was so high on the drugs after the after the incident because of the pain obviously with his arm uh he rang one of the coaches, I can't remember who it was that he said, and he was just there like, oh, I should have buried that chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a tapping, wasn't it? The keeper made a save from Mancham's shot and he's coming yeah, in and placed it over the bar him. from inside yeah. the uh, 
uh, the the penalty box quite close. Yeah. Um, again, shows the chances we were creating and the intensity and directness we were speaking about, though. But uh, he's further up the pitch in a better position, so he's progressing there. But yeah, we'll see if we get some action now with the new signing in that role. Martin yeah, reckons me... they're looking, but we'll see. Yeah. Made me uh, made me wince a bit because I did that on a football pitch as well. Dislocated my shoulder. It was horrendous. Yeah, and you didn't want to play football after, did you? Oh, I see, horrendous injury. I can't even tell you how painful it is. But yeah, I I, I felt for him a bit because I I got a lot of time for that. But yeah, I know we say the only criticism you can have against him is because he's playing out of position. Yeah. Um. Other than that, like I think he's. He doesn't really make mistakes, though. He only—he doesn't make mistakes in that right wing back position. He just doesn't create. That's the only yeah. criticism we have against him. So I haven't really and got a problem with him. Really if they were training him, him when we're struggling to score, if we yeah. weren't struggling to score, yeah. probably wouldn't be talking about it. But no, no. But we do. We do need an attacking wing yeah. back. We do definitely need one. But I—I I like Latibodia a lot. I think he's yeah. a great squad player. Um, I guess the the point is the finish. Like another player perhaps scores it, and that's where he. Is yeah, exactly. Yeah. For that role, yeah. which isn't yeah. necessarily his fault because he's a centre back, ultimately. Um, yeah, I think um, I was I was gutted because I saw Led went on loan to QPR, didn't he? Yeah, but um, Christie is his trial at Birmingham finished, and he didn't get a contract there, so he's still out there. I'm wondering whether I think I put this. I wrote a little bit of a written interview for one of the Luton Town um, podcasts, which I'll get the name for now. Thanks podcast anyway, Oak Road Hatters. So I did retweet the link to that. They asked us to do a little bit of a written interview. So I wrote some stuff about the upcoming game. And I think one of the things I was saying was Christy, potentially maybe will we revisit it? Because obviously they couldn't get the agreement. Christy wanted more money than what we potentially would pay. Um, but he hasn't found a club yet. So I'm wondering whether they could renegotiate in a way that we're in a different position where we really need to get someone in. He's in a different position where perhaps he's running out of time a little bit. He thought perhaps he'd have a club by now. Does he have such a strong leg to stand on with asking for a certain amount of money? And can they like meet in the middle somewhere? Make someone happen? Maybe. I don't know. I mean I I take I take him back. No no problem. He's reliable and he offers something going forward and he did a good job for us last year. So you know, yeah. and then if you've got Latibodia there as someone that can slot in when we need him to when he's back. It's not so bad, is it? So yeah, I wonder if we need to get a few. It seems like we probably will need to get a few players out before. Yeah, well, Martin we bring anything in. Wants even more than one player to come in, so I'm wondering what's um, what the deal is. But it's annoying. We'll it's going to go down to the wire, isn't it? It's going to go I, right down. At this to the point, wire. just just get some loans in if you need to get some loans in because we need players more than I'd rather not have players because they're on loan. We need players. But he, again, you've got to ask the question. Like, what, still not really sure about Sorinola. Like, where does he play? Left back, right back, left wing, right wing. Which um, is exactly what we need, but he doesn't play in there. But he's not like, he hasn't been good in any of them. I don't think. No, exactly. Obviously. And that's a loan. So he's kind of like, yeah, I don't want to loan players unless it's, uh, you know, a former MK Dons player. He missed the penalty yeah. as well, didn't he, in the Oxford game? Yeah. So, like, look, he could come good. He hasn't had a good start, I don't think, to his time here. Um, he started the first game, <clears> saw <throat> Ryan Manning get dropped, 
maybe that was a good thing for Ryan Manning because he's played well since he's come back into the team. And now I can't see it going back to like the other way around where Soronola starts ahead of Manning. Soronola might start with him, especially now Latipodi is injured. Um, but I just haven't seen anything from him. And the two goals against Millwall, they came down his side because obviously he got switched to the left when they did a couple of subs and uh, Manning got taken off because he was on a yellow card. Um, Soronola went from the right to the left and Norton went to the right. Yep. And both the goals came from crosses down Soronola's side. Yeah. So whether, you know, that's something to be concerned about. He didn't get there to block the cross. Ultimately, I think you could say we want about the defending after the cross, but we should be making more effort to stop the cross in the first place. Yeah, I think the second one was like a corner, wasn't it? So everyone's out of position. Yeah, yeah. It goes back out yeah, and then it comes corner, back in. Yeah. But yeah, the first they both they do both come from that, that side. Yeah, um, I, I need to maybe check who's defending the second ball, but it was on his side. So after yeah. a corner, how long does it take <clears> you to reset? Should he be out there? Yeah, well maybe. Yeah. Um well actually I've got the replay up now and he closed so the ball goes back out. And he's closing the guy it goes out to, who passes it to the guy that essentially took the corner, who's unmarked. So Soranola's trying to backtrack, but he's never getting there at that point. So maybe it's harsh to blame him because maybe two of them needed a rush to the two players. So he's, I guess, done the good thing in rushing to the ball. But nobody's gone left to mark the guy who was just taking the corner, who was in acres of space by the time the ball comes to him. So maybe the second one, you could argue, isn't on here on him. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we should should never have been in that position. No, I just, I just like my well, that was my third word was frustration. I still cannot, I could still can't work out how we didn't win that game. I will, I don't think you'll ever see many things like that in football for ages. Two own goals in ninety third and ninety fifth minute. Yeah, we should never Actually, have been in yeah. that situation. But I think we also should highlight. There was a massive element of luck there. Like I'm watching the goals back again now. So like the first one, Cabango's going for the block and he kind of flicks it onto Darling. And it just hits him and goes in. Like, yeah, you need to just get it out. Like that is on Cabango there. Just he's not done a good good contact on the ball. Um and if you the difference is he puts that out for a corner and it's still 2-0. Could be fine, literally. Like the, the cross isn't really that dangerous. Like there's yeah. Cabango and Darling are in front of the Middlesbrough player, both of them. So if yeah. Cabango doesn't stretch, I think Darling's clearing it anyway. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just one of them. I just, and then yeah. we said before the podcast to me, the second one was uh, an outstanding finish. <laughs> yeah, it would. Great um, finish. Does he need? I just don't. I don't know if he needs to do it. Does he need I don't to... know if he needs to get his head on it. I'm not sure because he's kind of falling, and the players. I don't know. I, do, uh, so I don't. I don't know. Can't really tell in that. And you yeah. have to think that if he just runs alongside him, then it's going to hit him, regardless. He's kind of he's, not he's, the player. Not the he has sort player. of lost him though, hasn't he? Because he's falling over. He has kind of lost him a little bit. So he's leaning into him just to try and do something. So he ends up sort of falling over, doesn't he? And then. Puts his head on it, so he's kind of lost him coming around the back post, and he's like playing catch up. 
but I yeah I, I don't know if he needs to I don't know I think it's just a split second decision where because he's gets a good head on that so could he not head it like out for a corner or behind him because yeah. he gets a good I don't know you can't say you can like we'll never be in that position I try to work out why he even falls over really I don't really get why he falls over um, the player's coming in from behind it's not even like he's got his hands over the back of him yeah, it was a bit of a soft one, but I think it was just panic at that stage. We should yeah, never yeah. been in that stage, but it was just pure panic. That's probably the that cross is probably a lot more dangerous than the first goal. That was a yeah. good cross, to be fair. Um, yeah. But at two one, they were always going to throw the kitchen sink. But like we're also missing another frustrating part. We you complimented um, Oberfemi against Blackpool and the way that he <sighs> laid and cham off to get the winning yeah. goal. Yeah. But he had a golden opportunity to get 3 1 at 2 1. Where uh quite similar circumstances actually, where we were defending Millwall pushing, managed to break away, and Oberfermi from inside our own half, the ball's gone over the top and he's through. Now we have to credit the Millwall's def- players defending. I don't know who it was, but what a tackle. Oh, it was a great tackle, yeah. Great tackle. But he does give him every opportunity to get there. He, yeah, like, he does. takes so much time Ten, to get yeah. that ball away. But Even think, if he takes that shot there, and we get a corner, and the keeper saves him, and we get a corner, that probably yeah, so, eats up enough. That probably some people thought time. he was trying to square it to Peru, but I think the guy tackled, like he gets tackled. No, he gets tackled. Um, yeah, he gets goes tackled. to the ball. I think what he does wrong because he starts off on the like, say, say you're on the centre circle, where he sort of picks the ball up. Is in is in on the right hand side of the center circle. He's not in the middle of the yeah. pitch. He's in like the right center, so he's just outside the center circle on the right. So if he, if he kept running in a straight line, which he doesn't do, I think he gets a shot away. But he comes inside and goes kind of like towards the penalty spot yeah. because he's not running in that straight line. He's allowing the defender who is running in the straight line to cover the opportunity yeah. to get back then. So I think if he goes, and I, yeah, okay, maybe the shot's a bit harder from the ang- from the angle if he's if he keeps going straight, but having a shot's better than not having a shot. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, I won't take anything away from the tackle because it was absolutely brilliant. But he does give him every yeah. opportunity to get there, and that should have been that should have been game over. It should have been, and I'm wondering if he does if he straightens up if it does allow the opportunity for Perot to be brought in on the left, who's trying to get up in the support. Um, yeah, if he if he does the l- run the line, can he go a bit deeper and get Perot, who can maybe then come inwards and run back across the covering defenders for a layoff? Rather, yeah, I don't know if some butts. Oh, but... oh yeah, that one should have buried it. But if we go if we go back a bit, that we had so many chances to to finish the game off in the first. There were some. Actually. Oh, so many chances. We should have been out of sight. We should never have been in that position where we were defending for our lives. I mean, yeah. they played so well. So I will I will credit them, yeah, because I don't think I've done that yet. But I will credit them for 75 minutes at least. They they just deserved to win the game. They could have been 4 or 5 nil up. And they, well, they would have been deserved because they, they played so well, especially that little 15-minute spell from Joe Allen where he was just everywhere, where he had that shot that was going in the top corner. And then he sort of had a run and played it to Oberfermi, which was the which I think was the best chance. He plays it to Oberfermi, who leaves it run to Encham. And Encham yeah. hits it straight at the keeper. He hits it straight at him. I think if he just if he gets the other side of the keeper, because he opens his body up to sort of shape to it that way. But he just hits it straight at the keeper. That was a massive chance. 
Perot had a bit of a half chance that just went wide. It was just I still don't know why we didn't win the game because they I will credit them. They were they were brilliant for that. Our first seventy five minutes especially. Yeah. No, definitely. Um okay, well I'll do my three word review anyway. Maybe we can touch on some more of the points that we haven't touched on yet. And I'm trying to work out how I can fit what I want to say into three words. But essentially, <laughs> I'm going for progress, comma, need more. <laughs> so yeah. we have made progress, I think, since Blackburn game. Yeah. We, are, we have made progress, and that was clear to see in Millwall. But it was also clear to see in Millwall, in some areas, we still need more. And maybe that's the mentality in closing out the game or whatever you want to do, uh, call it. Um, same as Oxford. And it's been a couple of times last season that this was brought up. Yeah. But I don't... Unlike the Oxford game, where I fully put that on Martin and his substitutes, I don't put this one on Martin and his substitutes at all. I've seen some people saying the substitutes did cause the issues in this game. But... I can't blame Alan coming off because he was never going to play 90 minutes. It was his first game back, first start. Um, I can't blame... Well, Latipoli got injured for a start. Um, Manning, he got a stupid yellow card and he, he was getting a bit involved in tackles and you know what he's like. It's good to see. I know. Him, I, like, I like it, Alan. I, I just... do like it as well, but you know what he's been like... He's, he's I know a... he can he can cause a problem by getting a red because he can yeah. do that. But I do like that he's got that bit of edge about him because yeah, when you I play someone like Millwall, he's got that edge and you need it. Yeah. You need it against those teams. But no, no, I agree. With yeah, you. I totally when agree with you because he could have got like, sent off. Yeah, when you two nil up and he's on that yellow card for that sort of challenge, yeah, you just you can't do it again because you're tuning up, so like, why yeah, don't yeah. risk and get a red card? Yeah, ultimately you can say, well, we, well, we ended up drawing, so we shouldn't have done it. Yeah, whatever, but like, you don't know that. He doesn't, Martin doesn't know that. If Martin can't trust Cabango to come on and see the game out, then Cabango's not good enough. So yeah, it wasn't even like a, you know, a, a youth sub. He was bringing on Ben Cabango for Ryan Martin, so like, yeah, I know they shifted it around and put Norton on the right and Sorinola on the left. I think, I think that on. does play a factor. I think it does play a factor, because I will yeah, I will sort of defend him a little bit because with Latabodia's injury and Manning's yeah. yellow card, he was forced into making changes and we yeah, were a exactly. bit of a, a mismatch from what we started with. Like you've got Kyle Norton was on like the right, but I will say he did it seemed like he picked up a bit of a knock. And I thought, Oh, yeah, I hope he he's not injured. Yeah. He got he was down for a while. Yeah. And After he seemed he, I like think he went to make a tackle and he fell awkwardly or something. Yeah, so I think he was carrying a bit of a knock at that stage and Soranola's playing on like left wing back and we spoke about him not certain crosses and then Cabango's come in and Darlin's had to go into the middle and he was kind of like adjusting yeah. to the new like a new a new back five essentially while they're yeah. throwing everything at you. So what what I'm trying to say is like Oxford, I fully put the accountability on the manager because he brought the four changes on that were pre-scripted that he'd spoke about. And it was like, no, you need to adjust to the game ahead of you. And that wasn't right for the time in that game. Whereas in this instance, I I kind of done... I, he didn't do them all at the same time. And they made sense. They did make sense. And I feel like... And they weren't youngsters for a start that came on. And I feel like they are first-team players. You've got to trust Cabango to come in. And I'm not saying it's Cabango's fault or anything. I'm just saying, like, Ryan Manning for Ben Cabango on paper, like, it's fine in that situation. 
it should have been yeah. fine. Um, I think one people were kicking off about was Felton coming on and didn't have the best game. Um, I don't really know exactly. Like, he wasn't as good as what Joe Allen performed at, but he wasn't awful as well. He was just comparing him to the performance Joe Allen's put in. Like, and the game had changed to that point as well. It was like middle middle were coming a little bit more into it, and it was always going to be expected in the second half. Um, but he didn't ultimately do massive amounts wrong, I don't think. Um, but yeah, it just seems like forever he's going to be the one at the moment. There's always one, yeah, and it seems to be him. Um, and I think Congreve had a bit of stick as well. Did he? I didn't see much. But like Cham. As he ever, like he doesn't often make ninety minutes, and he, he had a really good game as well. He did play well. He did play well. But but who do you want to bring on in any game in the future? If someone gets injured or like, I don't know, you want to change the team around. We haven't got that many players, so when you're tuning up in the game, he needs to be bringing on the likes of Congreve and Ollie Cooper to like allow them to learn and get experience and play in the championship because we haven't got anyone else. Patterson's yeah. injured. Who, who who comes on? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Liam Cullen could have come on, I guess, but kind of know more about Liam Cullen than we know about Cameron Congreve at the moment. Yeah. So he didn't, you know, maybe have the best of game and gave some balls away, but he was trying to create things when he was going forward. It just didn't come off. And that's part of the journey of a youth player coming into the first team is adapting to the speed and the like. And what's yeah, but like, but like you said, level. the game, the game had changed at that point. Like. You're not really committing bodies forward, so no. he has limited options when he gets the ball going forward. Yeah. Everyone's dropped deeper. I definitely um, think it's safe to bring him on. Like it didn't seem yeah. like it was, and it was it was quite late as well. Congreve came on. I think it was like 80th minute or something. Yeah. Um, Congreve 76th minute. Ultimately, we didn't concede till the 93rd. So yeah, it's not the subs. I don't think. Like no. you can't say the managers mucked it up with the subs, which is what some people were criticising. No, I will. The only thing I will say, and I do, I do sort of sympathise with him with the subs because that's that's what it was. It's not that. And nine times out of ten, we don't um, we don't draw that game. We win it. We played well. We come away and we say, right, we played so well today. It's so much better than we got to win. Yeah. However, and why I'm still not, why I'm still on the fence a little bit with Russell Martin, and not and again, I'm not saying sack him because you've got to kind of defend that now because everyone thinks you want him sacked if you criticize him it's okay to criticize him yeah by the way it's like okay to criticize him um because people seem to be reluctant to you know say he does anything wrong at the moment it's always the players or it's jay fulton mainly that's the product cause of all problems but did you see that thing... no i didn't see it sorry no oh, yeah. no Crazy. i didn't see it. um yeah so so I've got that in there. Obviously, I don't want him sacked. I've got to say that every time. <laughs> and, I, and you know, I felt sorry for him on Tuesday because we shouldn't. We should have won the game. But I will say, we are always capable of doing that. Yeah. And, uh, and the way he plays, we're always capable of that happening. Like, nine times out of ten, we win the game. Great. But there's always that chance. And I think I joked to my dad sits next to me when we went 2-0 up. And I was like, we're capable of 2 all joking. And obviously, it did happen. I was trying to... And I think I was trying to work it out. I just think everyone says game. Everyone just says game management. They like, are oh, game management, but I think it's the way it's the way we play. So we were brilliant. We were so intense. We were so direct for seventy minutes. It was unplayable. It was brilliant. But when teams then 
change it. So Millwall brought on like three subs at one point and then they chucked a few more on and they've chucked bodies forward. We can't play that football then and it seems like we can't we can't do anything. We can't do anything to stop the way that they play then. Like when you play possession football, which he likes to do, when you tune it up, we should be keeping the ball. We should be like keeping the ball in our in, in their half. Like we used to under under some managers where we played possession football. You see us like holding the ball in the in in the in the opposition half. And in the corner, you never see us do that. You never see us have like possession. We just sit back and it's almost just like a hope. It's just like, oh, we've done our bit now, we're two nil up. Let's just pray to God that they don't score two goals. Do you know what I mean? And then it yeah. just seemed like it was just utter panic in that in, in the injury time. For that yeah. five minutes injury time, it just seemed like it was just more hope than 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 expecting to hold on. It was just like let's just sit here and pray to God that we hold on. So that's yeah. my only criticism with him in that game. And again, like nine times out of ten, we do win the game and they don't score the goals. Two own goals, to be fair. But two own goals to me just says panic. You've got yeah. like Cabango putting his foot out and would doing that because it's just sheer panic at the back. So I will yeah. say that's my only criticism of him in that game. And I think you are right. And you know what? He, he did acknowledge that in his press conference afterwards. He did say, he did. well, I, I am the manager and I am accountable for like maybe the mentality if it's not good enough to like get over and see games out when game management and stuff like that. I can't remember the exact words he used, but he did actually touch on that point. Um, so at least I guess he's aware of it. I mean, he was fuming when he after the game. And oh, I, I seen him. I seen him through his bottle across the pitch when they well, scored the, the second goal. goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like we all felt the same as the manager. Like, I don't know what you want me to do at this point. Like, yeah, I have yeah. no control over that, and he doesn't. To be fair, but like what you're saying is right. Like, how does he make them more like rigid and like calm and controlled? Maybe like what Steve Cooper would have had had them do it because yeah. he probably would have just been like. He probably would have been like, oh, all of you just get in the box. And then everyone would have been kicking off saying we inviting the pressure on. And I think nine times out of ten, yeah, we invite the pressure on, but we see the game out. And then that one time out of ten, when they come and score two games, it's like, oh, well, you invited the pressure on and you sat back. And Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can, same thing could happen in that, that style. But I think that's kind of what Steve Cooper would have done because we were shouting about it last year and then we go one nil up and then start sitting back. What we were, yeah. that's what everyone was kicking off about when, when he yeah. was here. Um, yeah. but they saw it out so many times, yeah. So, what's the but then you kind of had, but you kind of had moments then where you know, IU was up the other end of the pitch holding the ball up, and Connor Roberts yeah. was joining, and they were just keeping that ball, yeah. just trying to like sort of dilute the pressure. So, but we just don't seem to do about, any of that, yeah. While they're talking about keeping that ball, dilute the pressure, um, and before we going to the press conference controversy which we'll do in a minute um joel perot people i've seen talking about him so that like i say people have seen talking it's, it's obviously good to look at the socials to see what the mood is around the club and what the fans are saying and the general atmosphere and a lot of people at the moment are looking at perot and being like has his head been turned what is his, are his performances dropped um so what do you make of that, really? Because obviously transfer window still got two weeks, I think. He um he has been very very quiet, I think, over the first couple of games. Like the one thing that sticks out was he had that run against Rotherham and squared it to Obafemi for that chance. 
and he's had a couple of openings where he shot wide and stuff. But apart from that, I, 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 we just can't get him into the game. Whether he's whether he's known, whether he's like a known quantity now, so teams know what to do against him. But he seems to be. I'm not even sure where he's playing. He sort of seems to be playing like a left, like on the left side sort of, of thing. And then, yeah, and then, but it, but then you see him like dropping really deep to come get the ball, and he's not really yeah. where he should be. So um, against Blackpool, he was kind of in a two up top because of the. Yeah. Let me let me check this on. Um, if I, if I could find it, so we have got the Blackpool game. This is kind of the formation, the average formation. This is what they put down. Um, so I guess this is what you were saying about the wing backs tucking in weirdly. Uh, but yeah, he was kind of too up yeah. top with Obafemi. But then if you look at Millwall, he went back to playing like on the right uh, forward position or the left forward position, whatever one it was, right with Cham because Cham came in to the team, didn't he, and started. Um, yeah, because Incham is not starting against Blackpool. Which he, he played there, I think, against Rotherham. And who's the other game? Blackburn, I think. Played there against Blackburn as well. Yeah. Obviously, since since Oberfermi's come into the team, he tends to prefer Oberfermi on the line to make the runs. And Perot's a bit deeper. Yeah, um, I see that. You know, we compared him to Michu a little bit, but I guess he's perhaps got more of a free role, but it could come back to the if you could bike outside or something. <laughs> um perhaps comes back to Latabodia in a way that he's not offering the threat the right hand side needs to allow Perot to get into the gaps as much as what he would like to. Maybe. Um, yeah, I d I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he's definitely been quiet. He's definitely been quiet by his standards and what we've seen. But last, like at the end of that, well, not the end of the season, but like that sort of around uh, like the Cardiff game and uh, Red in a way where we were good for a bit and all the good things that we saw going forward. He seemed to be like central and he was either bringing, he was either holding the ball up and playing Oberfemi through or vice versa. They seemed to have that like connection. But yeah. he seems like, he always seems like so far away from Oberfemi. Now he's coming deep to get the ball. Um, and sometimes I think like maybe they're a bit rusty because I think there was a few times where he's kind of like open. It's on his left foot. If Oberfemi puts it on his left foot, he's going to hit the target. But it's always like a little bit short or it's a little bit too far. Gives the defender a chance to get back. So whether it's still a bit of rustiness, but... Um, they seem to have like a connection of, last year. Yeah, they did, but it could also be the loss of like Wolf and Christie. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what definitely. The whole attack yeah. is offering, and they yeah. haven't adjusted to what they're getting now. Yeah, because you know, Oberfemi, he's only scored the one, and it was a tap in, so it's not like he's doing anything extra different. Um, he had the chance he missed against Rotherham, but Perot created that. So I look at it from the point of view that we're four games in. Again, up to speed still. I'm not necessarily sure he's playing rubbish because his head's been turned, or whether he's just like not scored in four games. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more that he's mm. just not scored in four games, and he had I four think games he's still, in a row last season where he didn't score. He's still got it because, like, he saw that really good goal against Plymouth in preseason, the knee. But yeah. we just, we just, I just think that we can't seem to get him into the game. Yeah, that's what it looks and like. That's to fair, me. But I think. We've had issues going forward, haven't we? So, yeah, I guess for whatever reason, we can't get him um, performing like he did last year. Um, but who knows? Yeah, 
Um, I still think I, he's going to go though. Well, I don't know. Maybe this period of like not hitting the ground running, and if he is no. looking a bit off the boil. No, I think there's maybe it would be like, oh, do you know what? Actually, we'll see if he can match them standards before we fork out big money. I'd I'd love I'd love for him not to go, but I just think there's going to be so much action now in the last few weeks of the window. I saw um, more pay went from Brighton to Forest, so whether there's a gap that needs filling in Brighton. Have they not signed someone? Wouldn't surprise like me. They already said that they're not interested in him. Yeah, maybe. But I, I could see someone. I said it. I said it a few weeks back. I said it in the summer. I, I could just see someone coming in with a bid on deadline day out of desperation. I mean, you only need a striker to get injured now. Yeah. In some team somewhere, Watford or um, Burnley or like I don't know, like a a, a lower lower Premiership team. Yeah. So and they'll be coming Brighton, in from. Brighton have bought an 18-year-old striker for ten and a half million. They also brought in um, someone called Dennis Undav. I haven't heard of him before. 25-year-old German striker from Belgium Pro League on loan. Oh, no, hang on. This is end of loan, so whether that's him coming... I think he might have returned returned to them from loan. Um, I think that's it, though. But obviously, if Mopey's gone out, they've paid £10.5 for a striker, and they've brought in a winger as well, so... That's fair enough. There's two forward players. So whether they need another one, maybe they will. Obviously. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking of trying to think of an example, but um, yeah, I just I know, saw that. And I, in, yeah, every time I see that now everywhere, like I saw Mopey going to Forest, I was like, right, they're coming in for pro or someone will get injured. I'm sure a Watford getting rid of um, Saar, he goes somewhere. I can't remember. Oh, Forest yeah. maybe. Oh, Dennis, Dennis is going to Forest from Watford. Forest was signed everyone. I mean, they splashing the cash and they forty-four million, wasn't it, for Morgan Gibbs White? White yeah, that's, uh, that's that's nuts. I can't believe that fee. That's just crazy. And and then we were we were we were quietly hoping we might sign him at one point. Well, on loan, yeah, I know. Well, it's forty million. Like, I don't happened. get it because Wolves. He's never really got into the Wolves team and nailed down a spot at Wolves, and then it's selling him for that price. Well, if he's that good to command yeah. that fee, or if you think he's going to be that good in the future, to command that fee, why is he just not doing anything at Wolves? I don't know. He is English, only. Yeah, but <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's not going to, like... No, I agree with you. I think I think it's outrageous. How much do they pay for Ling... Oh, oh, they're paying Lingard a lot of money, aren't they? Yeah, they had it. Was he, was he free? I think he was free. Um, yeah, his wages must be... Extortion of wages. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I've just looked at Peru. There's nothing out there at the moment in the last couple of weeks about him going anywhere. So, or anyone even sniffing at him, like this is quiet. So we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll get lucky. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting get excited. more confident the, the more we get to the end. But I understand the reservations. Yeah, but we do need some more players, and if he goes, we're going to need another one. So like. It depends how desperate they are. Maybe they'll start offering them out if they can't afford a right back now. Who knows? Maybe. But yeah, I think just get someone in on loan at this point, but we'll see. We'll have to wait. Maybe someone we can talk about next week if there's a little bit more information out. Um, yeah, it'll start coming out now soon. But let's talk about the other big thing that happened. 
obviously in his press conference, Russell Martin went in a bit on uh, a player, a senior player, unnamed, who I didn't, I couldn't pinpoint when it happened because obviously the second goal came from corner. So I'm guessing it was before the corner, but yeah. it was throw in. Yeah. It goes out near the dugout and the player punches the ball back to the Millwall player who takes a quick throw in. So I'm guessing we weren't back in shape fully. I saw uh, I saw it in the stadium. I, I saw it happen. I didn't see the player punching him, but I saw Martin's reaction. So yeah. I thought it was quite funny. So I'm guessing it is that, though. Is it like we weren't back in shape, which is why he was kicking yeah. off so much. And yeah. that's why they got a corner. And he's saying like it wouldn't have happened if he didn't give it back to them and wasted a bit of time. Um, by all accounts, it was Jamie Patterson. Yeah, I think he's it was. not involved in the squad, but he's injured apparently. But um, he... Sorry, just the door was opening. <laughs> not involved in the squad. Injured, but on the bench. Yep. I think it was Patterson. From what I've, from what I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people said it was Patterson, but yeah, I saw it happen. A big dressing down. He, um, it was funny because like the ball goes back on the pitch and Martin just he, you know, he's like standing on the side of the pitch. He turns sharply to the bench and he's like laughing, but like a sarcastic laugh. Like, he's kind of like, doing? "What are you doing?" But I, I gotta be honest, I'm the other way around on this. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's, I think it's ridiculous to call him out in a press conference. I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's just crazy. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I get it. Like, I get it. I mean. Be a bit more streetwise, like don't give him the ball back. But but at the end of the day, if it's if it's three yards forward or three yards backwards, the throw in, then they get the ball straight away anyway. Um, I, I don't think he would specifically play. <laughs> yeah, but then he was sort of he was sort of saying like, oh, if if you know if we hold that ball for a minute, then they don't concede the goal. And I was like, nah, you got way more issues than someone giving the ball yeah. back, like. They throw the ball in, they get it forward, they get a corner, then we clear the corner, and then it comes back. It's just like, you can't. And to call it out in a press conference, I mean, he could have said privately, which which would have been fair, you know, oh, why did you do that? That's that's stupid. Like, come on, let's be a bit more clever. I think that's all he needed, to call him out in a yeah. press conference. Nah. Ridiculous. I agree, I don't think it was the best way to deal with it, but I do also think he's got a point. Like, I agree with what he was saying entirely. I just don't think he should have said it publicly. Um, and I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that's the reason we lost. Um, I just think the what the point he's raising ultimately is a good point to raise internally. Um, but uh, like, not necessarily. I think what he's trying to get at, because he did talk about mentality a bit, is that's the mentality. Then that's wrong, and that's part of the reason why, like, maybe we can't see games out. Because you're doing stupid things like this, like giving them the ball back for a throw in. Yeah. Not like maybe, and you could expand it to like if you're on the pitch, you go into the corner and you're just staying there, or you're like getting fouled and you're taking a bit longer to get up and that sort yeah. of thing. Just the overall aspect of it, like if you're so casually like, oh, you would go, who's the ball? Um, you say, well, what are you doing? Like, I, I kind of get it. I feel like, but deal with it internally, like you said. Um, I don't think it would have, it's yep. necessarily the reason we lost. But then maybe if he doesn't give it back straight away and we get in a better position, the corner never happens. So I, but that's know, it. I, so just, that's I just don't think you can fixate on that. No, you I can't. You can't. But like when, if that's the point he's trying to make, it is a good point to raise and to correct. But it's not ultimately the point no, of why we lost. No, no um, exactly. It's something to address and it could have had an impact. But then. And you know, there's a lot of could-haves, and you could talk about could-haves all day. Like, oh, if Hem could have scored a goal, they're two goals that it 
balls at the crossbar could have gone in the net and whatever. There's a lot of could-haves. Um, ultimately, it's not why we lost, but it's something that I think in future shouldn't happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, speaking of the crossbar, Andy Fisher, I don't know what he's doing for that, uh, that second one. Why is he? I, he's never getting to that ball. It's like it's, it's panic, though. This is what this is the this is saying about mentality. It's just panic. We're two 0 up, and when teams come at us, it just seems like it's panic because it was ridiculous. I don't know what he's thinking, but to me, it just seems like Fisher. He didn't near it. He did not get nowhere near it, and the guy's never shooting if he doesn't come up with his goal. And that's the only reason he hits the crossbar. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, they hit the crossbar twice. It's like, yeah, they did, and it could have been a goal easily. But if it did, it would have been entirely on the keeper on this occasion, and he's done well this year. But that would have been entirely on him because it wasn't an opportunity at that point. I know, it's just, it, and to me, it just comes down to that again, though. Just players making decisions in those moments, and it's just panic. It just, they just, like, the, him and the back five, just in that last, sort of, you know, five minutes, five, ten minutes, just panic, making mistakes. Because that, that, I agree with you, that was crazy. I don't know what he's trying to do there. Yeah. I, it dipped quite a lot, didn't it? At the end, yeah. So I didn't think it was going in at all, and then it just smashes yeah. across. But I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, it was but, the same. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a ropey moment. If that had gone in, I think he would have been absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, like everyone is. Yeah, but I, I mean, maybe a little bit more. Obviously, don't give him grief and stuff. But quarter, like. He, should have criticism for that decision. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. he learns from it. I mean, he's still a young yeah. keeper, and they're going to do stuff. Freddie Mitwoodman made mistakes, and people called him out enough for it. But it is what it is in this league. You're developing players. That's how it goes. But uh, <laughs> it's a crazy decision. I think you never get in there. Um, anything else then? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing from me. It's ready for the game tomorrow. No, look forward. Back down the lib. How oh, do you see oh, that? Luton Town. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think, again, we're at that stage still. When I keep saying about me being on the fence, we could win that game tomorrow. We could go three nil up and lose four three. We could lose four nil. Yeah. Luke I have no idea moment, at the moment. At the moment, they haven't won a game yet, do they? No, and they've lost the last two. And obviously, I was speaking to one of their her fan channels, and he's concerned after the last game, which was two nil lost to Bristol. He said, yeah, like, they really can't score. No, and they signed a lot of yeah. players as well. Yeah, we'll see. This is just this is just music for us. It's just like they haven't won a game, they can't score. Yeah. It's Nathan Jones though, and he loves beating the Swans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a couple of factors in there. Yeah. We want um, revenge though for his celebration last year. Is it yeah. last season? Hopefully yeah, that's can. like maybe they play the video in the locker rooms this week and give them different yeah. motivation. But um yeah. it should be interesting. I think I personally think we have to go and win this game to like kind of put right what happened against Millwall personally I yeah. think um, yeah. I think if they win this game it's kind of like look okay the Millwall end wasn't great but it was a one off and a bit lucky for Millwall's part and it's not going to yeah. happen again like, yeah. you know we put it right now comfortable win against Millwall we're going in the right direction if it's another loss then you start double questioning okay the Millwall game shouldn't have happened now we've lost loot in the room when we're going to get our first own win um yeah, it's, I think it is, it is a big game at the moment. All these games are big because we, you know, the the results speak volumes, don't they? 
the I know we played so well, but we kind of just need a good win now, just to just to get the season going again. But if they play like they if they can replicate what they did against Millwall and play like that on Saturday, they'll win. They'll win the game. I'm confident of that. If they play like they did again, they'll win the game. Um, yeah. So we have to wait and see. But I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just me. I don't know what you think, but I I kind of feel like we're on the edge or something. Like either we do a really big win and it's going to kickstart the season, or we're going to fall off a cliff and just keep not getting results. Do you know what I mean? I, I just feel like we're on, it's just that edginess about the fans as well. I just yeah. I don't really know where we are. Like they played well, they played, they did play well, but then they drew the game and, you know, they got a win on against Blackpool where probably could have got a draw and it was not very good against Blackburn. So I don't really know where we are. And it kind of feels like, Oh, if we lose, it's like, oh, I can feel the tension. But then if we win, if we have a good win, it would be like a bit of relief and we'd be like, yeah, let's, you know, the season's yeah. starting. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a bit edgy at the moment. Definitely didn't see as many of the Russell Martin out people after the Millwall game, even though what happened, which I guess that's a yeah. good sign because they were absolutely everywhere after Blackburn and Oxford. Absolutely everywhere. Like, I've never seen so much, to be honest, but... um. There's a lot of people coming out defending him after Millwall because of the nature of what happened. I think people respected that, like what you said, nine times out of ten, they just clear those balls and yeah. there's no questions asked. And I don't think, I think even if we end that in 2 0, I don't even think anyone questions like the fact that Millwall had a little bit of a spell when they come back into it because naturally they would. I think the conversation yeah. is we controlled it quite well, limited their opportunities. Because I haven't mentioned it, but they obviously drew two all with us and had one shot target. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it was a crazy game. It just came at the wrong time. I mean, that could happen any time during the season, couldn't it? Like something yeah. meant, like, it just came at the time where we needed a win and they played so well and deserved to win. It was just like, uh, like when are we going to get like a rub of the green? You just couldn't believe that that happened. And I did feel sorry for him. I did feel sorry for him because he desperately wanted that win. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But if they look, if they get, I I have criticised him this season because I can only I can only speak on what I've seen. So I have criticised him, and I I did give him credit for the Millwall performance. They were brilliant. If they can play like that again, get a three nil win on Saturday, we'll be off and running. I think. Yeah, and we're saying it's a must win or big game for us, but it's even bigger for Luton. Really, bear in mind they finished the playoffs last year, sixth place. Perhaps yeah. unex- unexpected if you're a Millwall, uh, Millwall Luton fan. Sorry, I'm saying Millwall Luton. I mean, they they finished sixth last season, had a playoff run, didn't obviously go well for them. Um, but I think most people say unexpected. Apparently, um, what's his name? I literally said his name. Nathan Jones, manager. Yeah, Nathan Jones. Apparently, he was saying the target was always playoffs last year for them. So fair. I mean. Fair play. They yeah, got, they, they could do a they could do a Barnsley, couldn't they? From the yeah, they got to play off Now you've got to go up now. If you like, if you're that, I don't know. Like maybe you've made it hard for yourself a little bit. They spent money, which is something they don't normally do. Usually, you yep. rely on free players and loans, and yep. they actually put a couple of million in some players. So they've signed Coley Woodrow from Barnsley. So. Yeah, because you were saying the main area they needed to to sort of improve was their attack. Um, scoring goals consistently, and it brought a bunch of these new players in who were meant to be quite creative. Luke Freeman as well, yeah, is another one they've signed, and they just think it's not working so far. And apparently, he's tried changing the system, and they're not sure about that. And 
a lot of questions there. So I think another loss for them is quite damaging. Yeah. So they're yeah, also perhaps so. under a bit of pressure here. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, any any other news or stuff you want to discuss? Do you think do you make any changes for the team? Uh, ooh. Yeah, I've been making changes, to be fair. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I think obviously Sorinola will come in wing back, maybe. Instead of Latipo, Unless he yeah. goes to a four again and Pato's back. Yeah, I yeah I can't see. I, I think Pato might be on the bench if he's fit after he punched yeah, the Pato's ball. Pato's in trouble, and he? he's not coming on. He's in the bad books. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see him go to a back four. I'd like to see it, but I I, I just don't think he will. Caught a spice of pies against Blackpool, and I expected him to do it again, but then he yeah, reverted well, back. To be fair, you said about the centre backs wandering forward. That maybe that's partly why he likes the five so much because they love. Yeah, it's cover. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I like to see. I'd like to see a back four, mind. I'd like to see it, but uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But I think I think from from Tuesday night, as long as Joe Allen is fit, because um, there's two games in a week. I don't know what stage of his recovery he's in, but he looked great for Tuesday night. We're traveling, so maybe. I think he might start again. Um, he'll come off like again. I think. Starts. Yeah, he'll come off again. Uh, so the only change I can really see is. Uh, Obviously, Latipodia is injured, so maybe Sorinola starts there. I think maybe Wood drops out for Cabango as well. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Cabango started at Blackpool, didn't he? After his return from injury, I yeah. sat this one out, came on off the bench. But I think not that Wood had a bad game. But I think I I think Cabango is ahead of him in the pecking order. Yeah. I think it's Stalin, Norton, Cabango. It's the back three when it's fully fit. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ryan Manning's got to stay, isn't he? He's, he had a good game. Fair, fair enough to him. As much as I've said, he's a liability sometimes. He did have a good game. He Adam did play Chan very well. probably the best Ooh. that I've seen him play from start. Yeah, yeah. I slated him as well. I asked him for better performances. He was good. He was good on Tuesday. Everyone played well on Tuesday. Yeah. I would like to see Ollie Cooper get run out of the bench. but Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe if we're 4-0 up. Maybe what we concede for then this is fault probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got um, to tell you what though, if if like if we throw away a lead again, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what you're saying on the verge of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Questions go either way, depending on what we do, and that's one of the things yeah. that could be bad. Um obviously we started this new thing on Twitter and social medias about Memory Monday, just to share this one because it seemed to get a lot of interest. So we got big um Willie Gray. Class. Got any good memories of him? Yeah, we spoke about on Twitter, didn't we, when he got arrested? I remember that. <laughs> Isn't there pictures? If you're yeah, listening we'd be... on um, Spotify or any other podcast, jump on Twitter, have a look at our post, Willie Gray, Memory Monday, so it would have been posted Monday. Lovely comment in the, well, picture in the comments of when he got arrested and he's given, like, looks like he's given the nipple cripple to the policeman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got promoted against Adrian Forbes. Score against Barry, didn't he? We went up from League Two, and they got arrested. I remember, I always remember because I think it was, I think it was Ian Holloway, and I can't remember if he was at QPR at the time. And uh, I think he's quite close to uh, Kenny Jacket, 
who was our manager at the time. Yeah. And he was doing an interview on Sky. I think they were in the championship, and I think they might have got into the playoffs or something. I can't remember. Anyway, he said, like, in his interview, he was like, oh, what are you going to do now? Like, what are you going to... He's like, oh, I'm going to call Kenny Jacket because his goalkeeper's been arrested. And that was funny. I remember that. That's quite funny. Yeah, it was good. So uh, you played for Millwall as well. Um, which is yeah. why we posted about him this week. But we'll see what we got in store for next week on Monday. We usually post three players. So uh, get involved in that. Let us know your memories for... The, the ones that we end up posting been having some interesting conversations so far so it's always good to see what people are saying and what they remember i mean finding some good photos like we had there um also let us know in the comments as well if you've got any stories about willie gray and the other two we posted were jason price and bisoni was it federico bisoni oh yeah yeah uh yeah always remember bisoni's that was that was the best ever was his cross against Cardiff down Prattley's goal. Yeah. That's his best memory of Bassoni. I can't believe he played in the Premier League. I know it was only one game. Although we had left backs of him, Alan Tate. I guess Neil Taylor as well. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. And then Ben Davis emerged the next season. So probably a good time for him to come through because yeah. the quality wasn't all there, was it? But uh... no. Neil Taylor was a right, I guess. Um, he went off the boil after his leg break, didn't he? Was yeah, that, that was a shame. In the prem? No, that was that was the year when um, Ben Davis Loudrup Loudrup took over. So Loudrup took over, and then we had like oh, so that's how Ben good Davis start. got his opportunity. Really, yeah. So we had a good start, and Neil Taylor was starting, and then he got injured against Sunderland at home. I think he got his leg caught under him, and then Ben Davis came on, and then never looked back. So. You think like how lucky you are to get an opportunity. It just the stars aligned for Ben Davis, and he had a class season, and then he, and we won the League Cup and everything. He had a brilliant season. Yeah, mad, mad. I see um, Ben Davis probably the only one that's like gone on and done like good things. Do you think? Yeah, I think he's just been brilliant because he's been through all the Spurs managers. Like Conte plays him now; he loves him. Mourinho always played him. I think they they all see that he's quality. And then when you watch him now, I he's I think brilliant. he's like consistent and and works hard, isn't it? I don't think he's necessarily yeah. like the best footballer out of anyone that's played Spurs. Like great defender, just yeah, a great yeah. defender. Like Regalon and he's the other left back they got at the moment. It's probably a yeah. better like um, player going forward and offers a little bit more there. But is he as consistent at just being solid as Ben? Davis yeah, they kind of they kind of play him. I think they kind of sort of play him like in now because I. I think left he doesn't back. really play. Yeah, like a left centre back, like, like we were doing man in. Yeah, I think that's where they play him now, and I think he's just solid. I remember Loudrop actually said back in that season that one day you could see him playing centre back. Yeah, he was right. What's Loudrop doing these days anyway? Why when he come come back? I don't know. That's mad. He never did anything else, did he? Can you imagine we had him back when well, he went to like he went to like Saudi, Qatar or something, Saudi or, or yeah. Qatar or somewhere out there. We had no one picked him up because he. Something happened there. Something dodgy happened there when he left. Because he was like, he'd done so well with that team to win the League Cup. That was ridiculous. Sure. There were tweets going around at one point from his agent, didn't there? That, that agent. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know, something happened. Some with Hugh Jenkins, and it was all a bit dodgy. Because oh, I don't know, it is. Yeah, and then I think I think that, you know, Monk come in and it was all a bit weird, and you had Chico with a brick. He did, he did that uh, He did that press conference, didn't he, Laudrup, after he left as well? He did that press conference um, in London after he'd, he'd left the Swans. I think it was a couple of weeks later. He did like a press conference and 
kind of slated the chairman because I remember I he kept saying, "Oh, Chairman Jenkins," kept saying all the time. So I didn't think he there say was like there was they they were promised a certain amount of support and backing, and they weren't getting yeah, it in the second happened. season, and and the results start turning. And I think maybe they were a question in the back end, and that's perhaps where it all stemmed from. But I think. Um, Loudrop was just like, well, I'm not doing it then because he didn't need to do it. I think. And I, was... I don't know. I think. I just think something. Uh, something. I think something dodgy went on. I heard rumours that he like we lost the game on the weekend, and he just went. He like went to Paris or something. He just like took all day and gave players days off. I think I heard rumours as well that his agent was benefiting from some of the transfers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is what I mean. So I think it was something like that. Um, like because then I, you, you had to question why. He didn't left, get another job after that. And they all left. And they all like left. Can, so, Canas, um, Pablo, yeah. Pazuelo, uh, Michu obviously stayed, but was never the same. I know he got injury, and there's probably different stuff there. Um, was there any more? Any more Spaniards? Uh, Amat, he stayed for a while. Chico went, didn't he? Chico went. So there's four of them that went straight away. Pazuelo's doing right these days as well. Yeah, Vasquez Toronto. Was on loan, though. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. And he was first season anyway, wasn't he? Oh, no, second. Schechter was first. <laughs> he scored. Oh, he was second. Schechter scored. His yeah. Wigan. He should have scored against, um, I think, one of the European games. Valencia it was. Yeah, he missed a setter. Yeah. Or it was offside or something. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Rory Donnelly also made his first appearance, or an only appearance, away somewhere in Europe. Do you remember that? It was yeah. in what well, I can't remember what it was. It was one of the games, and it was horrendous weather. It was misty. You couldn't see anything, even on the TV coverage. It was just horrendous. Like just yeah, like a Romanian team was it like petrol or something? Something like that. Yeah, like, just, it was yeah. crap. Yeah. What happened to him? He didn't go anywhere, did he? In the end, he didn't even I go. Like know. he didn't even get released and play in the, the EFL. I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah. We, I just think we've had some dodgy ones, haven't we? He was like that Michael Johnson that played for Man City that you always used to sign. Everyone used to sign him a football manager because he was like a wonder kid. And then I saw stories on like Joe or like a lad Bible or something last couple of years where it's like, what happened to Michael Johnson, the wonder kid from Man City from like all these years ago? And he's there like mm. put on a bit of weight now and he's just not a footballer anymore because he couldn't handle the... I think he was one of them kids that had a lot of hype. Yeah. Couldn't really handle it. Didn't have the right support around him. Didn't want to give up his like fast food and be fit and train all the time and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, and it didn't work out for him at the end. I feel like Rory Tonley might be in the same sort of boat, but yeah, there we go. And a nice little trip down memory lane at the end of the video. Uh, we're going to yeah. try and make it more regular that we talk about stuff like this and yeah. bring some stuff into it. So we're not, I won't say what it is now, but keep an eye out for it in the next couple of videos, maybe when we start bringing it in. Um, yeah, so got nothing else to say, so it'd be a good time to end it. Cheers for joining me, Lee. And hopefully, Sorry. next week we are continuing perhaps an upward curve and not talking about where it's gone wrong again. Big week, and we got three yeah. games next week as well. We got a midweek and a Saturday again next week. God, this World Cup is carnage, isn't it? Um, or was it the week after? That no, might be the week Luton after. And then Middlesbrough is on the weekend after. So we've got a week and away, then it's, and then it's Stoke, Stoke away yeah. midweek. So I'm guessing they're going to stay up there somewhere. Surely. Yeah. And then QPR are home. Yeah. That's a that's a difficult week, that is. With the travelling. Oh. 
Yeah, oh yeah. So I think it'll be good to kind of win against Luton ahead of those games. Yeah. Okay, right, we'll call it there. We've gone over over an hour. So uh yeah, hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to let us know in the comments about all the stuff we spoke about, what you think is gonna happen in the Luton game, what do you make of the two or draw at Millwall? How you know, how do you feel about it? Is it end of the world or is it perhaps maybe not too bad as long as we keep progressing? What camp are you in? Um leave a like on the video as well. It helps push us out to more people. And as always, we shall see you in the next video. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.